Welcome to the Conscious Business Podcast. I'm your host, Phoebe Lay, and I'm so excited that you're here today. On our podcast, we are going to be talking about the things that inspire you in business to help you create a conscious brand that will not only build credibility and give you more opportunities in your business to thrive, but also help you to create in a deliberate, conscious kind of way. This is a place where meaningful conversations will inspire you to create, pursue, and thrive and shine in business. Hey, everybody. Good morning. And if you're joining us today live on YouTube or on Facebook, welcome. I'm so excited to have Carla Egan on the show today. Carla, welcome to the studio. Hello and happy Friday, Phoebe. Great to be here. Great to have you on and happy Friday indeed. How have you been? How is the new year starting off for you? It started off really well. I had a lovely break, three weeks off. The first week getting back was a bit slow, which I think is a good indication that I did switch off, which is important. Oh, that is definitely so, so good. I love that because I actually believe that rest is productive and sometimes we need it more than we think. So good to hear that you've had a good solid three weeks off. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Carla, you are the founder of the Coaching Directory and it has been so awesome to not only get to know your business, but also you, the founder and director behind the Coaching Directory. For those that are watching that don't know what it is or haven't come across it before, can you tell us a little bit about your business, your organization and who you help and what you do? Yeah, sure. Look, I appreciate the opportunity. I'm a coach and I entered coaching many, many years ago. And when I entered coaching, I, well, just if we go back up for a bit, I had no idea what coaching was when I was in my career, actually. And I remember having a conversation with someone in the HR team. And I remember them telling me to just keep on coaching, Phoebe. And I had no idea what that meant. And I ended up Googling, how do you coach? And that kind of started me on this coaching journey. And I was looking for better results with my team. And that sort of started the pathway of coaching. And it's been a wonderful journey since. And over that period of time of being a coach, I've noticed some people experience really poor coaching sessions. And some people have wonderful sessions. And the ones that have poor sessions tend to be quite vocal about it. It's like anyone, if you had a bad experience, you tend to tell 10 people, right? And I found that they were more vocal about their poor experience than the ones that had great experiences. And as a coach myself, I felt very defensive of coaches and really disappointed that they'd had a bad experience because it was tainting the coaching industry and also coaches. And this wasn't an isolated incident. And for any coaches that are watching and listening in, you may resonate with this, that this happens on a frequent basis. And because our industry is unregulated, I wanted to create a centralized hub, a space for those qualified coaches to come together in that one online platform where we can fly the flag for those coaches that have invested time, energy and money into this profession. 
And the coaching directory is a result of that idea coming to life. Oh, I love that. And I think that it's so true what you say about the fact that when people have a bad experience, they tend to not only be more vocal, but that small percentage, people, some, a lot of people focus on that because it's very easy for us to get into this state of like just being critical and, and also not trusting someone that we haven't worked with before. So that does definitely taint people's names and businesses. And so tell us a bit about the coaching directory and how people can use that. What's the benefit of finding a coach through the coaching directory or being a coach and finding your clients through the coaching directory and being involved as a coach? Yeah, great question. Look, the directory has two purposes. One, it's a membership site for qualified coaches. And the way that we support the coaches that are listed on the directory is that we vet all of our coaches. So they're all better to ensure that they meet the criteria for being listed on the directory. The second purpose of the directory, it's a free directory search and service for the general public, for businesses and organisations that actually want to engage a qualified coach that's done the, you know, the, the required training. So the directory is online. They can jump in. They can browse through the different ranges of coaching niches that we have. We've got eight currently and we're expanding that this year. And then they can connect for free directly with a coach that they come across on their profile online. And the second purpose is really making it easier for individuals to connect to a coach. And not all coaches are equal. Some of them have got very specific niches in resolving particular problems or offering certain solutions. And one coach may not be the right coach for you. So the directory acts as a search filter. That's so fantastic because I know from past experience that when just from talking to people, there are so many coaches in my circle. And and even just like on this podcast, on this show alone, there's been I think in the last month, like four or five. And I know for a fact that every time I talk to a coach, I'm like, oh my goodness, I would love to work with you. That sounds amazing what you do. And then there's another coach that comes in and they're talking about, you know, maybe it's feminine leadership or someone that's a really amazing marketing coach or a lead gen coach or a sales coach. And there's so many options out there. It can get very easy to get muddled and go, well, who do I speak to? Who should I work with? Who's right? What are some of the criteria that you look for when you're finding or when you're accepting someone into the coaching directory? Uh, Qualifications. Number one, they have to be qualified. That's a real prerequisite and they have to be appropriately insured and most coaches are and they have to know their ideal client. They have to be really clear on who they're serving in order to really articulate that on the directory, on their listing, and to really stand out. They're three key fundamentals. Most coaches will have them. Some coaches that are starting out, they might still be feeling their way, and we've all been there. We've all started at some stage. But they generally have an idea of what area that they've got some expertise in, what have they already had some success in, and what are they interested in helping other people with? Um, so they're the three 
criteria that we look for and that we ask for when they're registering to apply. That's so fantastic. And I think that having a criteria is so, so important because that way the people that are finding coaches through the coaching directory, also they are also very comfortable knowing that they're working with people that have had experience, they can hold space for them as well, and they're well-trained. They're very, very, obviously, they're accredited and qualified as well. So, well, you know, coaching really is, sorry to interrupt you, but coaching is a very personal experience and you want to be able to attract your ideal client and make it easier for potential clients to find you on the directory and find you online in general, on your website, on your social media pages, wherever you have a footprint online, you want to be really clear in articulating who you are, what you do and who you serve. And coaching, it's, I read the other week, or must have been last year because we're already in January, that coaching is the second fastest growing industry globally and that's because there's increasing demand for coaches and and I think that's fabulous I love that but it also means that anyone can call themselves a coach so it highlights the importance of being associated with an organization that is championing those you know qualifications but also attracting the right people that they want to help because it's hard to know which coach is going to be right for you and they can only read your profile to get a sense of that. So that's a really important part. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, people talk about coaching and they also talk about mentoring and there are different, it's almost like a nice, like there's a gray area now. And I remember when I first started, I was like, well, am I a coach or am I a mentor? And I'd love to know what is the difference? Yeah, it's a really good question. I get asked it a lot. So I'm glad you've raised it because the two seem to sometimes get interwoven incorrectly. So coaching's really about performance driven. So it's about establishing or helping someone guide them towards achieving a particular goal or to help them achieve their full potential. That's what coaching is. It's, it tends to be more short term. Whereas mentoring is more about development-driven rather than performance-driven. And mentors tend to share their experience. They might introduce you to their network, introduce you to their contacts, their lessons that they've learned. They tend to, yeah, they share their experience and they will help you develop in a certain way. So they'll give you some, usually, the answers. They'll give you direction. Coaches don't tend to do that. They'll guide you to find your own answers at your own pace. Both are really valuable. I believe there's a place in the workforce in our life for both of them. Both of them are really about helping other people succeed and they play an important role. So it depends on what the individual wants. In my experience, the coaches that haven't been qualified, that haven't had the appropriate training, tend to mentor their clients rather than coach them. But from a layman's point of view, one's performance driven and one's development driven. So I'm guessing not everyone is necessarily suited to a coach. Some probably need a mentor. And obviously your job is to connect and match make the coach to the client. 
what are some of the current challenges that you're seeing right now in the coaching industry? Oh, it's rapidly growing. It's a fast growing industry. And I think that's fabulous because I really believe coaching is a wonderful tool to bring about real change. And it's one of many tools, but I believe it's really powerful. So the growth, keeping up with the growth is a current trend in the industry. And it's been building for some time. Because it's the second fastest growing industry globally, and it's unregulated, we're seeing an explosion of coaches. I don't know whether you've noticed, there's so many people calling themselves a coach nowadays. And you know, I speak to coaches every day, and I see it as well. So there is a broader range of coaching or coaches that are available in the marketplace. So you've got a really good range of choice. The third thing that's happening is that it still remains unregulated. So what that simply means is that there's no minimum standard of training that's required. There's no licenses and there's no credentials that you need in order to call yourself a coach. So anyone can start Carla's Coaching, build a social media page and start blogging about the services and Carla's Coaching might help you give up smoking, help you with addictions. And there's no regulation. So that trend has been happening since the industry started. And I don't believe that's going away anytime soon. And the fourth thing that I've seen happen in the industry, Phoebe, is that coaching is is now mainstream. It's no longer a privilege that's reserved for the C-suite executives in businesses. And it's now becoming a part of people's development, professional and personal development plans in businesses. And I think that's a wonderful thing. There's all this talk about, you would have heard it, the great resignation that's coming up. They're talking about the younger generation is kind of driving this great generation. I really believe, firmly believe that coaching is a fabulous retention tool because everyone wants to be developed. They want to know that they matter. And investing in a coach, an external coach, to come in and do individual team coaching is a really great way of satisfying the needs of that employee and it also keeps them loyal to the business. So there's some of the trends that I've seen happening in the industry right now and I think they're just going to continue to grow, especially the need for personal and professional development. And I think coaches... All the coaches out there, if you're not supporting someone in a business, I think there's plenty of opportunities to do that. Yeah, look, I think at the moment there is definitely more coaches coming up every single year. And I do agree. I think it would be really hard for that to become regulated and then for them to crack down on the ones that just call themselves a coach. And it's not like Facebook's going to just turn someone away from creating a page. So is that one of the reasons why you created the coaching directory? Yeah, it was. Selfishly, at first, I wanted to make it easier for my clients to find me. Really, that's what I wanted. I was out there on social media. I was blogging, Chamber of Commerce, BNI, just networking at breakfast, evening events. I was doing a lot of that stuff to spread the word to network, to connect with other people. And it can be exhausting. (laughs) And I remember my husband saying to me, wouldn't it be wonderful, Carla, if your clients could just find you? 
I said, yeah, that'd be terrific. But there's nothing out there. That's why I'm doing all of this networking. And he suggested to me, well, maybe you should build it. And so I built the coaching directory, the centralized hub, with the initial idea to make it easier for my clients to find me. And then it's kind of grown organically. And we now have some really terrific, wonderful, experienced, very niched coaches on the directory. And the idea is for them to come together firstly as a community, like-minded community. We are a little bit of a disruptor in the industry because we're drawing that line in the sand and saying, well, if you don't meet the criteria, I can't list you. Um, So there is that element of it, but it's also to make it easier for people to find us because there's nothing in Australasia that you can go, I'm looking for a coach. I'm going through a bad patch in my relationship or in my career or I want to give up smoking. There's no one area that you can go to to look for coaches, to browse through a number of different coaches. And, yeah, there were sort of some of the ideas behind wanting to build this platform. And I'm really proud of what we've done so far. Oh, that's fantastic. And I think you're right. I have been invited even to just jump into like a kind of like an online directory. But I remember there was nothing that no one qualified me, no one vetted me, no one interviewed me. It was like anyone could just put up their details and it was just a site, but there was no like process like what you do, which I think is so important because that thorough process allows clients that have gone through the coaching directory to really see some significant results and they're not and you know we're talking about people's livelihoods here we're talking about people's businesses their livelihoods and it's not just something that is they're just getting coaching just so that they can have a better relationship or something which is also very important but it's like it's their lives it's something that needs to be taken very seriously So I think that that's great, Carla, and I'm so happy to hear that you went from coaching to building the coaching directory. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I want to wind it back a little bit because I'd love to hear more about how you got into coaching and what specifically you focus on. If people want to work with you, Carla, can they still do that? Yes, I still take private clients, not too many, but I do have a select handful of private clients that I still coach. But yeah, my journey is interesting and I appreciate you asking. My background is in people management, frontline, customer service, operational teams, ones that deal with the customer, the client at the end of the day. And I remembered working with different industries across different companies. And one of the main challenges that I faced no matter where I worked was employee retention, high staff turnover. And you know, when you consider customer service, call center environments, I worked a lot in call centers, they're usually entry-level positions, entry-level salary, and there's very little career progression or a clear career pathway for those roles. And so naturally, it attracts inexperienced people, but they want to get ahead in their career. And There's no pathway for them. So that has been my experience throughout my working career in the corporate industry. And I tried so many things, Phoebe, (laughs) to get people to stay. And 
for those that have worked in businesses or been an employee and worked in these, you'll probably resonate. You do group recruitment. And what that means is that every three months, we would do an ad out, put an ad out on Seek, and we'd get probably 200 applicants. We'd narrow that down to 20. We'd interview 20 of them in a group interview and different exercises. And then depending on what our needs were, we might need only five or six, we might need eight or 10, then we would employ them. Now that would happen every 12 weeks. It didn't matter where I worked, we would have to do that. And after a few years, I got sick of doing that. I I really did. And I knew at some stage in my career that something was missing. I kept on getting the same results. I got that Einstein quote, keep doing the same thing, expecting a different result. I was there and I knew there was something missing. There was something that I either wasn't doing or I wasn't doing well. I didn't know what that was. And that's when I went to HR and I said, I need some help. I don't, I'm got a staff retention challenge and I don't know how to resolve it. I keep recruiting and good staff are leaving. And that's when they said to me, just keep coaching. You'll be fine. You're just doing a great job. And I said, I don't even know what coaching is. So I Googled it. I went to a free event and discovered this whole new language and these techniques and tools and how to communicate. And that was sort of my first introduction, I guess, into coaching. And I signed up. I put myself through a three-year course while I was working part-time. And you know what, Phoebe, as soon as I learned something new, I immediately applied it to the team straight away. And there were some hits, there were some misses, and some of it landed, might land with a manager that I was managing and maybe not with a team member that was within my team. And I sort of just did that over that period of that three years. And one particular company that I worked with, the last company that I worked with, in fact, they were doing the quarterly recruitment. And they got to the quarterly recruitment date, as we planned in advance, and no one had resigned in that 12-week period. I was pretty excited about that, that no one had actually left. And I've been working with this company probably about 10 months at this stage. And I think I was the only one excited about it, to be honest. And I remember the HR team wanted to recruit anyway. And and I said to them, well, I don't have budget. I don't have any seats because I was managing a call centre at that stage and a lot of people, hot desk, shared. We went through the six months, so another quarter, and no one had resigned. So that was six months in a row. And so I think I was at that stage where I realised, oh, this stuff is working. Whatever I'm doing with coaching, it's starting to have an impact Now, I didn't know exactly what I was doing because I was just trying a whole range of different things. I was what you'd unconsciously competent. By the time we got to the ninth month in a row and I had finished my coaching by that stage, the ninth month in a row where no one had resigned, two things happened. One, I knew that I'd found that missing piece in my leadership, in my communication, in in how I was turning up at work. I'd found it. Um, because I'd literally taken a team that was a turnover of 80-odd, 82%, and we'd reduce that to zero in nine months. So I knew I'd found that, 
And the second thing, I, I became bored in the job. <laughs> there was no challenges there. And I realized probably my whole career was spent chasing and trying to get staff to stay in the job. And it took me probably another five months after that to get up the courage and the confidence to go out on my own. And so as a niche, my coaching niche is leadership coaching. And my specialty is in employee retention. And my dream clients are call centers because I've had all frontline customer service operational teams because I've had some real success in that area. So that's kind of how I got into coaching and how it's helped some of my clients as well. And the first client was my employer and he didn't even know what I was doing. (laughs) Wow. So yeah, that's my journey. Oh my gosh. A long story. (laughs) That is so awesome. And that. Thank you. I had no idea, actually. I'm so glad I asked that question because (laughs) I didn't even know that call centers were your dream clients. That's so interesting. It's so cool as well that your experience and realization that that's your genius zone turned into you becoming a coach, leaving that job and then them becoming your client. That's incredible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's strange how things work out. But I will forever be grateful to the power of coaching. It has a ripple effect. Like anything like a stone in the lake, it touches your relationships with your intimate partner, your friends, your family, your name. It just it touches so many areas, your health, finances. Yeah, I'll forever be grateful to coaching and I'm delighted that the natural progression of my focus with the coaching directory as well is associated with coaching too. I love that. I definitely think it has a ripple effect on all seven areas of life. And I truly, truly believe that a good coach can do remarkable things and really help their clients to come out the other end almost like a different person. And I've I've been lucky to have experienced that myself in the past. Awesome. That's great to hear. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm one of those people that truly think if we're not growing – they say green and growing, ripe and rotting, or maybe it's the other way around. No, you got it right. But I truly believe that that quote really sums it up. We've got to keep growing and that we have blind spots that only a coach can help us to see. Sometimes we're doing things out of habit. We're on autopilot mode for a lot of the time as well. And we forget to work on those areas that are blind spots. We might think it's a sales issue, for example but it's actually not. It's a leadership or a team issue or it's a confidence issue or it's a internal conflict that needs to be resolved. So yeah, I love that. Thank you. Carla, what are some of the differences I'd love to know between a good coach and a not so good coach in the results of their clients? Like, What have you seen in people that have worked with someone that's kind of ordinary versus a really good coach? And aside from obviously the negative comments? Yeah, look, it's really defined by whether you achieve what you wanted to achieve with them. So if you're achieving a goal and you want to improve your performance in some area, that needs to be measurable and anyone working with a coach needs to have that. So you need to be able to manage each other's expectations. So as a, as a client, they need to be clear on what they want what outcome that they're looking for from their relationship with the coach. And likewise, the coach has got to be able to 
have the skill set, perhaps the experience to be able to help them. So a really great coach are the ones that deliver. And the great coaches and the great clients are the ones that are a perfect match. I saw a post on LinkedIn the other day talking about the coaching directory and they called it, it's like Tinder for coaches. And it is a little bit like that. You want to have a really good solid match that you've got, you share the same values, but you also have got some experience in the challenge or the problem that the client wants to achieve or solve. And likewise, you've got some trust built in. When there's a disconnect, when you know they don't have the experience, it's just mentoring and telling the person what to do rather than guiding them and coming to their own conclusions. Those relationships tend not to have the desired outcome that the client wants. And you can see that through testimonials, referrals are a really good indication if someone's delivered on their promise. So if someone refers you to their coach, I think that's a wonderful testimonial. Yep, I definitely agree as well. Carla, there's a lot of people out there that are getting their qualifications in NLP and timeline therapy and all these other modalities that are coming up. Should people consider that and should people look out for that or is it not necessarily, can a coach that doesn't have, for example, NLP or other modalities under their belt still be a really good coach? Yeah, absolutely. So there's a whole range of different coaching disciplines, I'm going to call them, I guess, that, I mean, they all want the same result. They all want to make a difference in the client's life or in their results. And so there's just different approaches and they're simply just different coaching approaches. So we have coaches that have got NLP, we've got coaches that don't on the directory. Neuroscience is one of the latest disciplines to come out into the coaching world and we have neuroscience coaches on the directory. As long as they hold some type of qualification in coaching, I think that's the really important part for clients looking for their ideal coach. Yes, yes, I definitely agree. And for me, like personally, when I've looked for a coach in the past, I think one of the things that's really important to me is how I gel with them and whether or not they understand me and and how I feel just from interactions with them. Do I feel heard and understood, like truly understood? Because it's so easy for a coach to sometimes if they're giving advice or making suggestions, the client might almost feel a bit like judged and not heard or there might be assumptions. It's so easy as a coach as well to assume things because of their experience or their own personal experience as well. And I think that that is a really important thing for people to look out for. And I truly, truly believe that the best coaches out there are the best listeners. They're the ones that are, they really listen and hear what's in between the lines as well. And they're, they're so present. And yeah. I Yeah, really super important what you just said. What you just said then, yeah, it's super important in a relationship with a coach and a client. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Carla, what's like a typical lifetime that a client spends with a coach? Yeah, it depends on the challenge. So I've got a client right now, she's finishing up with me and she's going to resign for another six months. And because she's got a different challenge in her career that's coming up right now. And so 
the relationship is still valid, it's still ongoing, uh, just some of the challenges are changing because we've achieved what we've wanted to achieve in the first period of our coaching together. So some of them can be longer. It depends on where the challenges are and how the goals might shift. So someone gets a taste for, well, you've helped me with my career, you've helped me get to that next level. Well, can you help me with my relationship? Can you help me with that? And sometimes that coach may be able to help them. Maybe it's it's not appropriate and they need to refer them to another coach. And one of the reasons why we got the directory is that there's confidence in referring to another coach on the directory. But it might be, oh, look, I'm having trouble with my boss or I'm now in a relationship and I'm having trouble with the stepchildren. Um, so it really depends on the outcome, the challenges, the number of challenges that might come up and the client's needs. I love it. I love it. Totally. Yeah. So look, I've worked with one client. She was only three months and she was after leadership coaching and she got it. She ended up renegotiating her role with her boss. That wasn't the outcome that we were aiming for, but I think she got like a $30,000 salary increase. Wow. As a result of just, yeah, it was amazing. We, I didn't expect that to happen. It just, I think throughout the coaching, she just valued herself at a higher level and she was underpaid, I believe, and three months and that was it. And then I've got clients that have been with me for 18 months. So it really depends. Yeah. It's a good question. There's not one answer though, Phoebe. Sorry. Yeah, beautiful. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Carla, for sharing such insights to the coaching world and the coaching industry. I'm sure there are so many people that are going to benefit and find value in what you have shared. Yeah, thank you. And for those that are wanting to take part or potentially become a coach in the coaching directory, is the best way to start by connecting with you and hopping on your website? Yeah, look, our website, the coaching directory, they can register their interest. I'd love to connect with coaches anyway on LinkedIn. That's where I pretty much hang out. And I guess for the people that are listening, your other audience that may not be coaches, if you are thinking about engaging a coach, can I just give a couple of tips, Phoebe? Absolutely. Please do. Oh, great. Because I'm really passionate about coaching. And I think first, I'd love to say if you are interested in coaching, just determine, do you need a coach? It might be a mentor, it might be an expert that you need to help you with a particular problem. I think that's important. And know what outcome do you want as a result of engaging a coach? Super important. Interview at least three coaches. They'll all be happy to give you the time because like you said, Phoebe, you want to have a connection. You want to be able to match with them. And are you going to like them and want to share private information with them? That's really important. Ask about their client success. What have they done in the past with other clients? Because that will give you an indication whether they can do that for you. So, you know, kind of understand the expectations, what yours are and what theirs are. Know the cost. Are they qualified? And actually do a test session with them because you get an idea of whether their coaching style is going to suit you because everyone has a different coaching style. So we'd love to help you on the coaching director if you're looking for a coach, but there's some tips from me to help anyone that's looking for a coach themselves. That's so fantastic. Thanks, Phoebe. Thank you. Thank you so much, Carla. Now that brings me to the last segment of our show, which is going to be really fun, and that's our rapid fire questions. (laughs) They're just five questions and whatever answer at the top of your mind comes up. Oh, goodness. (laughs) 
feel free to just share them. And are you okay if we dive into that, Carla? Yes. (laughs) Sure, go ahead. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Awesome. So, Carla, rapid fire question number one is, if there was one thing that you cannot live a single day without, whether it is physical or non-physical, what would it be? Oh, hugs. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Love hugs. Hugs. Hugs are the best. Yep. Yeah. So nurturing. (laughs) So good for the soul. (laughs) Yes. Carla, who inspires you the most or who inspired you to do what you do today? I know you've kind of tapped into this in the show already, but yeah, who's the person, the one person that really inspires you? My husband. He actually gave me the idea for the directory six years ago and I ignored it. Wow. Yeah, and he gave it to me again last year. So, yeah, my husband has certainly inspired the direction I'm in right now. Oh, beautiful. We all need a person like that in our lives, someone that just plants the idea and then comes back to it. So good. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Carla, where do you see yourself or where do you see the coaching directory in five years' time? Australasia. I think we'll be supporting and championing coaches in the Australasian region so Australia, New Zealand, Asia, because there's nothing supporting them there. And I see the industry continuing to grow. Beautiful. Yeah, that would be very cool. Definitely growing in other parts and like seeing more clients and coaches in like Singapore and Malaysia and Japan and and China. Exactly. So cool. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. If you could leave the world with one message, what would it be? That's a tough one. The rapid fire, I would say, live from the inside out. Beautiful. Too many. I think we live our life worrying about what people think and say and do and the environment and the circumstances. And I think we all live from the inside, like trusted ourselves more. I think the world would be a much better place. So, yeah, live from the inside out would be my message. Absolutely. I love that. I really love that. Yeah. Thank you. And that applies even in like our health. A lot of people are worrying about their health from the outside and trying to work on like using the right beauty products, for example, or whatever. But it's like, well, eat well, go from the inside out. That was my first thought that came to mind when you said that. So, Yeah, great. Awesome. Thanks for explaining your point of view. (laughs) Okay, last rapid fire question. What is one big takeaway that you've had recently that changed the way you view the world? Oh, Phoebe, these are challenging ones. Or even like a something that you discovered that made you go, oh, wow, that was a blind spot. And now that that blind spot's cleared, you do things differently. I saw a clip about a year or so ago and... YouTube clip was talking about vibrations, the different vibrations and sort of like a radio station, a frequency, and we all live on different vibrations and sometimes you can get into a bad vibration, so the static between radio stations. And the key takeaway for me is I'm always regulating my mood and thinking what vibration am I? Am I on the right station? Am I on the happy station that plays great songs and upbeat songs or am I on the doom and gloom? And so, yeah, sometimes you have bad days. We're all we're human, right? So the big takeaway for me, which is now kind of how I live my life, my husband and I, is like, hey, what frequency are you on? Are you on a good vibration? And we just 
you know, remind each other to be on a good vibration. And I'm on a good vibration with you right now. <laughs> That's been a takeaway for me that I'd like to share. Oh, I love that. I think frequency and vibration is everything. I'm actually really into that. And great. It's something like these last two years I've been looking into. And there's even like different hurts of like, and I think the highest one is, I think, love or joy or peace or something like that. Yes, love, love. Yeah, that's right. So it's so important to be aware of that. So thank you so much. So much fun. Oh, <laughs> I was just going to say the same. So much fun having you on the show. I am so delighted that we've been able to share what your mission is and what you do with the world and with our audience For those that are listening or watching, we're going to have the show notes up as well where you can connect with Carla and also find out more about the coaching directory and connect with Carla's Facebook and LinkedIn pages as well. And obviously, Carla, you have a Facebook community, which is a wonderful Facebook group as well. So for anyone that wants to join, please just check out the show notes and definitely get in touch with Carla today. Thanks, Phoebe. Thanks, Carla. Have a great day. (laughs) Bye for now. (laughs) Bye.